to show you what I was reading this week. Go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7. Uh, who does God choose to use? I was talking to somebody, and they were, uh, they actually gave me a word, and I thank God for the word, and it really humbled me. And uh, a friend of mine, and um, I, 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 I got off the phone, and because and, uh, calls just kept pouring in, and uh, people were finding out, and oh, I'm coming, and people were sending love, and and I was like, man, Lord, I, I feel so blessed and so humbled by it because I never would have imagined. I mean, I, I know we're we're small town, and and I, and I get all that, and God has placed me, you know, in a place that I never thought I'd be here, you know, and and uh, but I can think about how. Uh, I never would have imagined. I mean, I've traveled the country. In fact, I've, I've actually traveled the world and, and taught Bible. I taught Bible in major universities. I, I've, uh, you know, if I think about it, um, uh, I've been, I got ordained the first time, I think in 1989. I, I was a, a associate youth pastor of, of, a, of a nice church and and then I started a Violent Faith Youth Ministry that really was, it was actually my most fun I ever had doing ministry, me and my crazy kids. We just would just go and be wild. And, and then uh, uh, we, Youth Ambassadors for Christ kicked in, and so then we started going to campuses, and so many kids got saved at, at, at campus, you know, through the ministry, and I thank God for that. And then uh, House of Judah started, and then, you know, helped, trying to help out there, and then here we are today. I never would have imagined it. And I remember, um, Auntie, I remember Elder Hargrass one day, uh, we was in, and I never wanted to be in his prayer line, because he would always grab your head really hard. <laughs> and so when he, whenever we had a prayer line, it would be like multiple people praying, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I ain't getting Elder Hargrass. I'm not getting his line, because he'll grab your head. Jesus. And I'm like, he ain't giving me no whiplash. But I remember he, I got stuck with him, and he, and, he, and, he, and he prayed for me. And this is what he said. He says, man, you're going to teach Bible multiple places. Now, mind you, I was just a drummer back then. And he, and he said, you're going to teach Bible, and, and I see the Lord using you, and, 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 and I see you pastoring the church, but listen, listen to this. Your congregation's not black. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm looking around, like, we're in Detroit, man. I mean, I don't know how this is going to work, you know what I mean? So, and, and, and I remember that, and I remember um, just the, the prophecies over the years, and I go, God, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm humbled by it, even though, I, I mean, I could be doing just very large church right now, but I just like where I'm at, and, and I like being with you, and, and I'm humbled by it, and I'm like, Lord, I never would have imagined that for me. You know, it's, why did you even choose me? You know, I, I mean, what was it about me that, you know, I mean, why me? I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, you know. So I began to just look at it, and God began to talk to me about it. So who, 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 who does God actually choose? It's called, but few are chosen, right? And so, and so what I started to realize is the qualities and why he chose me are the same qualities that all of you have. So I'm, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you what God wants to do. And this is rolling into what we've been talking about lately, about God using us to reach other people. This is Paul talking, Auntie. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. So, so by God's 
gift of grace, special gift of grace, I became a, a servant telling the good news is what Paul is saying. Mm-hmm. Through, through God's grace. All grace. All of it is grace. It's, 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 I thank God for the quick, you know, clap. But it's all God's grace. It really Amen. Is. It's, Amen. It's, everything that we accomplish is all, is all it's got to be due to God's grace because so many people try to accomplish things, they don't do it. Some people can, can, because of his grace, I became a servant of the gospel, Paul said. Yes. Auntie Push. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me. He says, but listen, I am the least important person you can think of. I'm the least, Paul, last time I checked, you wrote most of the New Testament. And Paul is saying, but I am the least important of all God's people, but he gave me a gift to tell the non-Jewish people or the Gentiles about the riches of Christ. He, he says, listen, out of everybody, man, I am the least. I am the least. I'm the last guy he should have chose. Paul is saying that he, but he, he picked me and he gave me this special grace to do what? Tell people the good news. Amen. That, that's really all I try to do. I'm just trying to help. When people, when, when people thank me, I just go, I'm just trying to help, really. My only motivation is to try to help you. It sure ain't money. Y'all suckers actually cut my check. <laughs> it ain't money. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't name and fame. We're in Emily City. Uh, it just ain't going to happen. <laughs> people don't even know where Emily City is. They know where Flint is because of the water. That's it. And they know Detroit. That's it. And they go, so they go, well, I go, well, okay, you know Flint. Oh, yeah, the water problem. Right, yeah. We, right, we a little bit from there, you know. And then nobody knows where Emily City is. And it's like, man, if I was doing this for fame, I wouldn't be doing it in Emily City. Mm-hmm. So it's not fame. But, here, but this is why. I'm the least of who God should have picked. I mean, Man, I mean, my uncle been knowing me the longest, and I know he probably did. <laughs> I was there. I remember him in high school, junior high. I was, my uncle was there, and it's like, man, I, and, and here's Paul going, I am the least guy he should have chose, but he gave me this gift to teach the Gentiles. Yes. And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery. And he says, I got to make it as plain as possible to everybody so they'll understand. So here it is. Here's you. And and, and I'm saying, look at you. Why did God pick you? You're laughing at me. Why did he pick you? Look at you. And it's like, man, what is he doing, though? He says, man, I'm picking people. I'm choosing people to do what? Man, I got to get the gospel out, man. Amen. I'm, Jesus is soon to come. I really believe Amen. it. Amen. And then how about this? God is just tired of people living without him. And, and here's the sad part. He's really upset about this. I'm tired of the people who live with me leaving them. Because mm-hmm. I've ordained it that someone tells them. Because somebody told you. Amen. All right, all right. Amen. So here's Paul saying, man, I got these mysteries. I'm trying to make it as plain as possible. Man, when I first started preaching, I took a beating. Because I said, like, fart, booger, stinky. Um, I called some, some people some hoes one time. I mean, I mean you know, I mean, I just said, hey, man, what? Like, you're acting like a bunch of hoes. I mean, I was, I said, oh, my God. 
which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to now the he rulers. Says, listen, Auntie, through the church now, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known. To, yeah. Through the church. It's like, so here's the thing. You got to get people to go to church. Amen. You got to get them to, to the Lord first, and then you got to get them to church. Don't take them to church first. Tell, talk to them about the Lord first. Everybody say amen. Amen. And then get their butts to church, I'm telling you. Because how? That's the only way that the wisdom is going to be known and shown to them. Now, mind you, churches are screwed up. People tell me, man, church is full of hypocrites. Churches, they steal money. All they care about is and it's prestige and it's a big, just a big party now. And I go, you're right. You're right, you're right. And then they just shut them off. They look at me like, I wasn't expecting you to say that. You're mm. right. It's full of hypocrites. It's full of, but I'm telling you, I never would have reached anything without the church. Everybody say amen. amen. The church has taught me how to love folks. Everybody say amen. Amen. The church has given me faith and has taught me things about God. So, yes, it is flawed, but man, oh, man, without it. Yes, sir. It's flawed because it's full of flawed people. But the one thing that's present is the Lord. And if the Lord is present, you're going to get their butts to church. You should be bugging people. You know how I became a Christian? My mom bugged me to go to church. We have a, we had a, a, a revival. We got a revival already. You are coming. And I went, okay. <laughs> I'll be there uh, Wednesday. Wednesday changed my life. Amen. Mm -hmm. Fuck them. Oh, I don't want to. So what? Make them hate to see you coming. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know why? Because you're fighting for their lives, man. Amen. I think that before I was kind of passive. Well, you don't want to really, you know, scare people away. I'm saying now, man, it's time to just go wild. Just, just let, let them talk about you. Let them call you church people. Let them call you holy roamer. Let them call you all that. I receive all that. I'd rather be called that than something else. Amen. Amen. So it's like, man, take that and be called all that, man. Don't let your relatives sit home anymore. Don't, don't let your friends not come. Just out of, tell them out of friendship you need to come. So my thing is, man, I'm talking about this urgency now that we have not had. Mm -hmm. to see the kingdom expand. Why? Because... Paul said, I've been given grace. And the only way to, to tell people what? The knowledge of Christ. How are you going to get it? 
how God has ordained it through the church, man. Through the church. And God is tired of people not serving him. He's tired of church people talking to church people about how great he is. Mm-hmm. He's sick of telling, you know, he's sick of telling supermodels you're pretty to other supermodels. All right, all right. My, my daughter, she, she's trying to be a movie star. Not Courtney, Gant. And she's down in Georgia. You know, they shoot a lot of movies down there. Yeah, they do. And so she's got a couple of jobs. You guys might see her peek her head out in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. I know what's going to happen. She's going to land something, and they're going to be like, she's going to be like, okay, Dad, here it comes. That's me right there. <laughs> To be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence.
Mm-hmm. And then you told God how pissed off you were. Mm-hmm. That's true. And I'm thinking, okay, I know you're mad, but talking about the Father. Mm-hmm. Who created everything. Everything. Holy ground. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you. Your whole life has become new. See, 
the glory of God is splashed upon your life, and everything is different now. Yes. Every how you respond, what you do, what you don't do, how you say things. You, sometimes you surprise yourself. I can't believe I didn't kick him in the nuts. <laughs> Amen. I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot where I was. I, I just, See, I think I think ahead of time. You ever seen a, a Sherlock Holmes? How he visualizes things first. That's how I do. So I think, okay, if I kick him there, he's gonna, and then I'm gonna hit him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think, you know. So, so I'm like, but when you don't respond, you go, I didn't, I didn't. Lower, look at the Lord. <laughs> what well, he's working within me. So it's like, you're not going to get up, pick these bottles up. And then, and then they finally get up and start picking the bottles up, and I'm laughing. You guys are silly. Before, I'd be like, oh, bruh. <laughs> I'm going to choke your life out. You're on punishment. You're on punishment. <laughs> See, you, you amaze yourself when the glory of God comes. You become different. You really do. Yes, you but do. But it's still you. That's, that's what's amazing. See, God didn't make us wrong. He didn't make you wrong. He made you just the way he wanted you. Mm-hmm. He, made, he made your quirks, how you look, your expressions, all that. He loved you the way. He, that's how he made you. Amen. The problem is we need a shower. We just need a shower. And then he showers us with his glory, showers us with his grace, showers us with his anointing. Everybody say Thank amen. you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And then we become the person he wanted us to be because he made everybody individual. Yes. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. You're way better than you guys are thinking. <laughs> Auntie, come on. By this gospel you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preach to now, you. By this gospel you're saved if, if. you hold firmly, for, firmly to the word I preach to you. Otherwise, you're just wasting time. Amen. See, one thing that, man, it's about hearing the word, but you have to take the word, you have to digest the word, then you have to apply the word. Mm-hmm. See, just hearing the word is not enough. That's right. It's not enough. A lot of people come to church and they hear the word, and the Bible says the parable of the sword, it gets stolen back before they get to the car. Mm-hmm. See, you have to hear the gospel, and hold firmly to it. If you do that, this word that I preach to you, then you won't be doing this in vain. So if you're not doing that, you just might as well stay home and get ready for the game. Mm-hmm. Got two really good games today, too. I know I'm going to be. <laughs> all the pretenders are gone. There's just four teams left, and oh, they're all good. I can't wait to see. So it's like, man, you should have just stayed home and got your wings ready and your dips and all that. I come if you're not going to take the word and apply the word. Everybody say hey, amen. Amen. Hey, man. For what, Auntie, come on. for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, yeah. that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. Now, Paul, I got an issue with this because right now I don't hear that anymore. All I hear taught is how much life you can have, how blessed you're going to be, how good your family's going to look, how much God's going to give you, how better life you're going to have. That's not the gospel. No, it's not. No, it's but not. But it's become the new gospel. Mm-hmm. And that's why these churches are packed out. Yeah. And that's why it's just us. People don't like the gospel, man. No, they don't. They don't want the gospel. 
Bible. You know what they want? The Bible says they want Jesus to tingle their ears and, and, and appease their systems. And, and, and it's like, man, I'm like, man, it's not the gospel. No, it's not. Oh, he's going to make your marriage better. Oh, he's going to make your children go to college and live great lives. Oh, you're going to have great grandkids. Oh, you know, he doesn't want you sad. Oh, he doesn't want you hurt. Oh, he wants you to just be happy every day. And I'm like, that's not the gospel. Amen. Paul says, man, I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. It's not the gospel. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Yes, sir. But the Lord delivers you out of all of them. All of them. See, that's not the gospel. We don't, word churches don't pack out. So when you ride past the churches that are just packed to the rim, I'm not bringing them down. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying I don't trust the people. Don't trust them. And my thing is, man, when they go, I, you go online, find the largest churches, and then just listen for a second. Mm -hmm. And see what they're being taught. I tell you what, the gospel is hard to find. Mm -hmm. All Paul is talking about is what? Jesus being redeeming us back, being raised on the third day according to scripture. Amen. Stick out, that's the good news. Yes. And then what happens? Kenan, what are you saying? My life's going to be bad? No. Coming to the Lord, I'm saying life is just going to continue. And how you respond to it, it will be great. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. And are there blessings? Of course. I've been so blessed of the Lord, man. Hallelujah. Will he help your family and heal you? Yes. He's helped my family. So will, he, will he provide for you? Yes. Does he want you to be happy? Yes. He's a great father. Amen. But, he, but he's not going to stop life. Mm-hmm. I got 19 minutes. Auntie, come on. And that he appeared to Cephas and then to the 12. Yeah. After that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers now, and sisters at the same time. time. Then he went to Peter. He came and he reached the 12. After that, he appeared to more than 500 other brothers and sisters at the same time. And then you know what? If you want to check it, most of them are still alive. Some of them have passed away, but the majority of them are still there. This man, if you don't believe this thing is real, read that. He's saying, you want witnesses? Go talk to them. Mm -hmm. You can go find one of the 500 that was there. Yes. That's powerful stuff, man. Amen. See, that? he's saying, I'm giving an account that, man, he reached 500 people. You can go ask them yourself. They saw him. Yes. Powerful. Jesus. So he goes, he, got it. he came to Peter. He came to the 12. He appeared to 500. Come on, Isaac. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Then he came to James, and he came to the rest of the apostles. Come on. And last of all, he appeared to me also as one abnormally born. And he says, and then last of all, I don't even know why, he came and found me. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, you know, last of all, he appeared to me. And, and it was like, I was different because I became like a baby that was, came out too early. Mm. I couldn't do anything. When Paul, the Lord came and reached Paul on the road to Damascus, Paul couldn't even see anymore. People had to take him into town. People had to take care of him. Yeah. Physically, his, his, the Lord splashed upon his life so much, humbled him so much, everybody had to take care of him. He was like a newborn baby, premature. Mm. Paul is saying, man, I'm nothing. nothing. I don't even know why he came to me. 
He went to all these. He went to the 12, Peter and James and then 500. And then I don't know why, but he picked me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Here's Paul Hill. For I am the least of the apostles and yeah, do not even. I'm the least of the apostles. I don't even deserve to be called an apostle. Why? Because I got a past. Yes. My past. And I'm like, forget your past. Man, I got a past. Mm -hmm. All of you got a past. Amen. Amen. Paul said, I'm not worthy because I got a past. Man, I persecuted the church. I'm not worthy to be called an apostle. No. Who does God choose? Those who realize something. You're not worthy. Right. You're not worthy. And I know you got a past. So I'm saying, here it is. Here it is. You mess up all the time. You go. You love the Lord, and then you struggle a bit. You know, you, you drift away and then you find your way back. You, 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 sometimes you're strong, sometimes you say stuff you hate to say. You fall in the crap you know you shouldn't do. You make bad decisions. You determine things the wrong way. You look at stuff wrong. You don't treat people right. And then I'm, I'm here to tell you a secret. You're a prime candidate for God to use you. Amen. Satan comes in and says, see, you'll be nothing. You're nothing. You'll never be anything. God comes in and says, I can use you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I don't care about your past. Let me tell you, I tell people, all that matters is where you are and where you're going. Amen. The past is just to be glanced at. It really is. Mm -hmm. Leave your past in the past. Some people can't get over the past. I know you got abused as a child. I know you didn't have any breaks. I know you didn't have a silver spoon. I know you didn't come from good stock. I know your family didn't treat you the right way. I know you got divorced. I know you cheated multiple times. And I know you got, you know, you treated people bad. You stole this. You didn't do these things right. And I'm still here to tell you, you're a candidate for God to use you. <laughs> you're a prime candidate. Because you know what? People who come in and they have it all together, they're like that potato chip bag that's full of air. <laughs> and then you know you, you up at the counter and you get uh, a little chips or something and you grab the bag and you're like whoa this bag is this, this is a good bag and you open that sucker up and there's like four chips in there <laughs> it's all air mm -hmm. it's all air the one guy stands with the other guy says I'm better than him I give tithes I go to church I do all this thing in the it's all air mm -hmm. just a bunch of air the guy that's on the ground man I stink God goes, oh, I like him. Yeah. Amen. I like that guy. That, I like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know you, Jacob. I know you say stupid stuff. But God, you're a great candidate for God to use. Yes, sir. He doesn't want the good. Amen. Mm -hmm. That movie, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. He likes the bad and the ugly. <laughs> he likes those who've been redeemed. Yes. So what does Jesus say? I only come for those who are sick. Mm -hmm. Those who are well, they don't even realize they need me. Mm -hmm. really yes, you are. Auntie, come on. But by the grace of God, but I am what. always a big but, Auntie. Yep. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. So, man, you sure. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. I don't even like people. And you chose me? I was 
walking down the aisle if I didn't like you. Just, uh, I don't like that person. It's kind of guy I am. I'm a villain. You chose me? Are you kidding me? I would laugh at people if they fell. Somebody's dog get ran over, I'll be like, so what? What are you, what are you crying about? That's me. You chose me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me show you why. He says, look, I am what I am, though. I know I'm the least of these, and I got a pass. Yes. I am, his grace to me was not without effect. You know, you know what? I was meaning it wasn't for nothing. And I'll tell you what I did. I worked harder than everybody else. Amen. You know what? I realized you shouldn't have chosen me, so I worked harder than everybody else. Yes. Amen. I'm more grateful. Oh, man, man. See, it wasn't in vain. So what he's going to choose me, I'm not going to waste all that. So I'm going to work harder than everybody else. But then he goes, yet, not me, but the grace of God that was in me. Yes, sir. So I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outwork you. I don't care how big your church is. I'm going to outwork you. Right. I'm going to outwisdom you, and I'm definitely going to outlove you. And you know what happens? I got guys who got churches way bigger than mine, and they call and go, hey, man, let me get your thoughts on this. Mm -hmm. I get called, hey, we want you to come through this conference. You know, we, we call them this person, this person. We really want you to do it. Me? Yeah, we want you to be there. Most time when people travel like I do, you go to a big large church. They, you come from a big large church. No, they know we're not large. But I'm out working. Amen. <laughs> hey, hey, man, somebody. Amen. Auntie, where are we? Eleven. Let's go. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believe. He said, you know what? I said all that, but it don't make a difference. No matter if I told you or somebody else told you. Here's the thing. You, we preached it, and you believed it. That's all that's important. I don't care who told you. you we preached it, and you believed it. Therefore, that's how you live. This always goes back to the gospel. Amen. You got to tell people the gospel. The gospel, guys. Oh, oh, when you're out at lunch, do you tell them the gospel? When, they, when your girlfriend calls you, you know she's going to call you every day at 4.30 on her way home. Do you tell her the gospel? When, when, you, when, they, when your uncle and your aunt and your brother and your sister, you, you guys are catching up, man, hey, let me remind you of the gospel. Amen. I'm about to get on your nerves. Because if I said, man, I got a chance for you to get a million dollars and it's legal. You're going to get their attention. Mm -hmm. But man, if you tell them I got the answer to everything, and they go, oh, what for me to have a, this great life down here? 
God for you to have a great eternity. Yes, sir. It'd be just as urgent. If someone, if, if, if there was a way that you could get everybody a million dollars, oh, you'd be ringing up everybody that you knew. And the first people would be the people you love. But we don't bring them the gospel. And then we'll say, I talked to them, but they just, just, just didn't listen. One time, he says, you're fishers of men. Mm -hmm. You can't just throw your hook out and sit there for two minutes and go, oh, I didn't catch anything. I'm going home. He could, remember, they cast out the nets, and what did they, they, they pull, they were out toiling all night, and they pulled the nets in. The next morning, Jesus comes walking across the beach, and they go, hey, we've been, he's like, you guys didn't catch nothing? No, we've been all night. Go back out and throw it out one more time. Then they caught so much fish, it almost sank them. Mm -hmm. I know you've been trying. I know you've been, so okay. So what are you giving up? You giving up? They didn't give up on you. That's right. You're somebody's only hope. But here's the beauty of it. I know you're jacked up, but he still can use you. Amen. I'm almost done. You guys all right? Mm-hmm. All right. Come on, Austin. First Corinthians 126. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. See, brothers and sisters, think about what you were when you called. Think about what you were when God really touched your life. I love this part, Auntie. He says, not many of you are wise. Mm -hmm. God doesn't choose the wise. All right. <laughs> not many of you were wise when it comes to human standards of wisdom. Right, right. Not many of you were in influential or popular or you had all this great influence. Not, not many of you had, not many of you were just these these. these Blown up personalities that just take over everybody. Not, not many of you were the life of the party. Mm -hmm. Some of you got picked on in school and all that kind of. Not many of you came. They, they picked you last when they played sports. Yeah. Auntie, come on. Not many were of noble birth. Not many. You didn't come from no royal family. That's some family you could be proud of. A lot of us came from families we're not proud of. Amen. Proud of my family, but man, uh, we got some robes. <laughs> robes and renegades, and oh boy. <laughs> uh, am I lying? Man, we kind of, woo. <laughs> A lot of us, the Lord came into our lives, and it, I think that has spared the rest of us. I really do. Amen. But man, I come from a line of scoundrels, man. <laughs> Scallywags. <laughs> Gangsters. No. Gangsters. <laughs> Man, that's, that's what I came from. That's my lineage. <laughs> my uncle shot my father in the ear. <laughs> what? what? I was like, what? <laughs> that's what I come from. <laughs> Back that part up. I don't want people to know that, Ryan. <laughs> Not. Not many of you are wise from human standards. Not many of you are infinite. You didn't come from no great family next birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to but shame God the wise. Says, this is foolish, but I'm going to take you anyway. Yes, sir. So here it is. Forget about it. Stop crying about your past. That's why it's called the past. God has a plan for your future. He doesn't worry about your past. 
Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So why didn't you keep thinking? Oh, I know. I know. I know. I figured it out. You use it as an excuse. Okay. I got raised by a father who wasn't great. In fact, I wasn't raised by a father. He wasn't even there. But I know he wasn't great. You know? And I mean, man, I remember as a kid trying to struggle through it. And I remember playing all these sports and everything I did, looking up in the stands, and my father was never there. Okay? I remember my mom, who did a great job, but she had to make a choice. Okay, do I raise you like a man, or do I just love you like a mother? I'm going to raise you like a man. Amen. And my mom was not easy. But she was trying to raise two dudes in the hood. She couldn't be. So I'm saying, that's another check in my lost column. I was, I was always around people who did wrong. Always. My, just wrong. People just doing wrong stuff. I'm surrounded by it. Every, I seen a guy OD when I was a kid. I knew about cocaine and stuff. I was 9, 7, 12, 11 years old. You know? I knew what heroin was. I knew how people looked when they were on it. Man, I was living back in Detroit back in the 80s when the gangs was going crazy. Oh, man, I remember staying away from all that, trying to survive. Me and my friends banding together. There weren't no gangs, but we had to band together just to survive. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their violin, though. I'm not using none of that as no excuse. Amen. I'm going to say, well, my father didn't love me, so I ain't going to love my kids. Right. No, that's going to make me love my kids more. Amen. I'm going to break the cycle. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. I know your father was abusive and he didn't get, but okay, you break the cycle then. See, because what they say is, well, you're going to be just like your dad. No, I'm not. That's right. I'm going to be like my heavenly father. He's touched my life and I'm different. I'm different. Amen. I'm nothing like my father other than we kind of look alike. No, I'm not like him. My heavenly father's adopted me. I'm something else. That's right. Amen. I'm not going to use my past as no excuse. Stop. You, oh, I know. You use it as an excuse to be sorry. Hmm. I'm almost done. Come on. God chose the weak things of the world to I shame know the strong. You're not strong, but God chose the weak things. He, 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 he doesn't want the strong, He doesn't want the all together. He says, listen, none of you are wise. None of you came from great stock. None of, he says, man, I didn't choose the, the strong. I chose the, the weak, fragile things. You go, man, some of, you, some of us go, man, I can't stand anything. Who am I? What am I? I'm like, you're everything God wants. See, that's why he chose you. Thank you, Lord. Because you're not perfect. You did mess up. You did, you, you did blow it. But God says, I know. I still chose you. I need I'm picking you. Mm-hmm. Okay, come on. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not Man, to nullify the things that are. Up, nobody liked you. Nobody thought you'd ever been a mountain or anything. Some people probably told you you want a mountain. Some people who were supposed to love you probably said you'll never be nothing. Mm. I, I saw this thing where the, the teacher sent home a letter with this little boy and it said he's too stupid to learn. 
Know who that guy was? Thomas Edison. Wow. I saw another thing where, where this, they, 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 the, this girl, this little girl got kicked out of drama class and they said, they went to the parents and said, this per she's too shy, she will never express herself. She'll never make it in this. She's got to go do something else. It was Lucille Ball. This kid, he got cut his first year of basketball twice. Coach came in and said, man, this ain't for you. They cut him. He went home, locked himself in the room and cried to Michael Jordan. I know you ain't nothing. That's why I'm telling you something. And God wants to use you. Now you got to stop hiding behind your flaws. I love you, somebody. Mm -hmm. Paul says, shall we just keep being sorry because we have grace? No. Mm -mm. Come on. Almost done. So that no one may boast before him. So why does he pick us? So he'll get all the glory. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Who set us free from sin, verse 31. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So therefore, it's written this. If you're going to talk trash, talk trash for the Lord. I'm good at that. <laughs> if you're going to boast, don't boast about you. Boast about the Lord. That's what he said. He's saying, you know what? You realize that you didn't come from good stock. You, he, you realize how foolish you really are and you're really weak. And the Lord picks you and then God begins to move and then you begin to reach somebody else. Mm -hmm. Spite all your flaws, spite you drank too much, spite you made bad decisions, spite you just, you messed that one up. 
you're not always the best father, you're not always the best mother, you're not always the best husband, not always the best wife. God goes, I know. That's why I picked you. Because you're not an empty bag of chips. All right. Puffed up because you think you got it all together. No, you're broken before me. Now I can rebuild you. Thank you, Lord. I want to use you. Jesus said, I came for everybody who was sick as a dog. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Last one and we're out of here. Come on, Andre. Matthew 13, 31. Let's do it. He told them another parable. Oh, here's Jesus. I always like to end with Jesus. Jesus told them one more parable. He says what? The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. It says the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, auntie. Mm-hmm. And it's the smallest of seeds. Yes. It's not in this translation, but in every other translation, or most of them, it says it is the smallest of all seeds. That's the next verse. Those next verse. Mm-hmm. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of it garden says, plants. It starts off looking pitiful, man. Pumpkin seeds are big. Apple seeds are nice size. Avocados got that big round thing in there. You know, th- here it is. The mustard seed is just looks like a little sesame. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, but it's the smallest. It don't look like nothing. It doesn't even look like it's gonna be nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, yet when it grows, it's the largest in the garden. Yes, sir. It becomes a tree that's so big and so strong. That birds come in larger. Yes, sir. It supports other people. The kingdom of heaven starts out so small in you. And you go, man, I just don't even know. I can't even hear from God right now. I don't even know if I'm talking. I don't know if I'm praying right. And I go, man, there you go. You're a mustard seed. I remember all the questions you asked God, I asked him to. Lord, I can't hear from you. I was going to talk to him. Here's the thing that I did that you guys got to do. People always were in my life to mentor me. Mm-hmm. Always. God always had somebody there who was teaching me something. Amen. I can go down the list. Elder Foster, Bishop Wooden, Mother Marsh, Sister Campbell. Amen. Deacon Davenport. Mm-hmm. Deacon Fred. Ma Baxter, says Val's mother. I can listen. Brother Otis McLemore changed my life. Yes, sir. Pastor Reggie Lane, very influential in my work. Yes, sir. Did all man Larry Pipes came in my life. Mm-hmm. You always have somebody there. survive on your own. You'll never make potential on your own. I'm here for you. I stay in the weather. I stay living a modest life. Yes, sir. For you. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not trying to make you feel bad about it. I'm not, I don't want your pity. Well, I don't want your thanks even. I'm just saying don't live for me.
great group, man. We got, this is the place to be, it really is. Well, what? Well, you're going to be loved, I tell you that much. Nobody's going to judge you. We ain't going to judge you. Amen. We don't care what your background is. We really don't. You know what? You could be the biggest doofus in the world and we'll still love you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You could fall and, and hurt yourself, scrape your legs up, we'll just pick you up. That's right. You could mess up again and we'll still receive you back. That's right. I run into people all the time and go, oh, I want to make it back. I want to come back. You ain't coming back because you got too much pride. Because you know nobody going to care if you come back. They're just going to say, hey, good to see you. Sit down. Mm-hmm. We don't do that here. We're not perfect. But, man, we don't care. Mm-hmm. We're too busy looking at ourselves to be looking at you. That's right. Well, we got a great service. I don't care, and this might sound a, a little conceited, and I'm not meaning it. I ain't gonna let nobody around here outwork me. Amen. All right. I ain't gonna outlove me. You ain't gonna outteach me. Amen. So why aren't we packed? Oh, I know, I know. They don't want the truth. I haven't hired some band in getting billboards. I'm not renting time at the movie theater. I'm not doing nothing. We'll do it the old-fashioned way or we'll shut down. Amen. Amen. Oh, man. What's my point? Well, who does God choose to you? You. As flawed as you are. As messed up as you can be sometimes. As silly as you look most times. (laughs) As stupid as you sound sometimes. He chooses you. Why? Well, chose me. I don't know why. I don't deserve it. I got a past. Uh, man, I don't deserve all these people to know who my name is. I, I don't deserve that. I ain't, I'm just a little kid from the hood who grew up, didn't go to jail, or didn't get killed. But like Paul, but he did, and he's giving me grace. Hallelujah, somebody. So, what do I do with it? I don't let it be in vain. I'm going to work hard. So, what am I saying? I'm saying this. Time for us to go to work, man. Stop hiding behind your flaws and your past. Stop worrying if you're okay with God or not. No, you're not okay with God. But that's what Jesus was for. Thank God. And we're not puffed up like chips, man. We got substance in there. When you bag, we got substance in there. Why? It's because of the life that we live. See, a lot of our past, man, God wants to use your past. Because I know it's messed up. I know. How are you going to talk to somebody else about their past and your past was perfect? So when someone goes, no, you don't understand, you're like, I totally understand. 
you think I grew up perfect? I love busting people's bubbles when they go, well, see, you'll never understand it. I would never understand that. You ever been shot at, dude? I've been shot at twice. I won't understand. You, you, think, you, you think I had brakes? I didn't have no brakes. I won't understand. God wants to use you despite your past and because of your past to do what? Reach somebody else. Hallelujah. Who's wallowing in the same stuff that he's brought you out of. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do, people? What are you going to do? This is not the year about us. God's going to bless us. But it's the year about us being saying, you know what, Lord? Whatever you want, whatever your will is for me, that's what I'm going to do. You tell me to say, I'm going to say it. Tell me to go, I'm going to go. Lord, my mindset is this now. I am a safety net. Anybody who needs safety, people I love the most, I'm going to get my safety. I'm not going to stop until they get it. Because I have a how selfish of me for me to just continue to rest in that understanding and leave them out there in the cold. If you somebody come to your house and stand there at the door in the blizzard that we just had, and you're just looking at them outside the door, you're not going to do that. You're going to let them in. Where, where, where it's warm, where it's safe. You're going to tell them, get out the weather, get out the weather, get out the sin, get out the world, get out the world. No good out there. It's too cold out there. It's dangerous out there. God is tired of his people talking about them all the time. Who does God chose to use? Well, you're not perfect. In fact, you're far from perfect. Join the club. I ain't perfect. I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm so flawed. It's ridiculous. As a, ooh, I'm like, I walk the line, man. I could be Darth Vader at any minute, but I try to stay Luke Skywalker. I'm like when he put the black suit on. I'm but by God's grace, everybody say amen. I'm going to do more damage for the kingdom than I ever have. And I've done a lot. And we're going to do it in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen to that.